Hello again, this is Rhett, the DM for Stack of Dice, and I something that's been on my mind recently was to have maybe a periodic check-in with the players to just talk about the story, favorite points you've had so far, uh, things you like about your characters, how has, your, how, how has your character developed in ways that you maybe didn't anticipate, or maybe you did. Um, you know, just, just talk about your experience with the podcast so far, things you like, things maybe that aren't working out the way you wanted to. Basically, this is just our quick informal chance to talk about the game so far in any aspect that really tickles your fancy. Um, well, as the, 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 the newest to the game, uh, this is really the, the first time I've played for any length of time, and it's definitely going better than the other two single it was just single games wasn't it like one game in in uh elgin and one in north carolina or north carolina yeah so neither one of those went very well at all i always said something horribly embarrassing and it just really kind of turned me off to ever wanting to try and play again so when you asked me to be a part of this game i was pretty reluctant and even once I had committed to it as we were getting as we were coming up to like our first play episode recording I was so nervous and just sure that I was going to ruin it I was going to do something stupid or I wasn't going to get it and I was going to hold everybody back so hopefully that's not the case I hope you all listening out there don't think I'm holding the story back I hope my fellow adventurers don't think I'm holding wow. anybody back wow. yeah maybe <laughs> Because I feel like I kind of, I halt the action a lot because I have a question. Because I'm like, wait, would I do this? Or wait, do I know about this? Or Well, that's one of the joys of podcasting because I can splice that out. That's true. So, you yeah. guys, that's true. You guys might not really be privy to all the times that I stop and say, wait a minute, would I know that this happened? Or did I see that? Or how, would, would a dwarf even do that? Because I don't know anything. I try not to edit too much. I, I want it to be as close to the table experience as possible. But if there's something there that either interrupts the flow of the game or something like that. I try and chop it out so that it would not have impacted the gameplay. Mm -hmm. And so you're getting about as smooth a rendition of the actual events <laughs> as I possibly can give you. Yeah. Although I think you are editing out some really juicy stuff. <laughs> well, that's where, the, that's where the outtakes at the end come in. You guys get a little we, peek behind we, we the curtain see, there. We see and hear a version of this game that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Live and uncut. Yeah. <laughs> One of the um, things I like about the game is, um, as opposed to the other two times I've played, is that the, um, the sound effects you add is awesome. I think it does enhance... Uh, well, first of all, being able to hear it again, as as opposed to just playing it once and then sort of leaving to be able to hear it again is awesome. And the sound effects, I think, enhance it. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is I, I, I shared the podcast with my family on a long road trip. And um, as we were listening to it, um, you know, they enjoyed it. There was a lot of laughs, but um, there was a, a certain point in time where it maybe seemed slow, I think, for my son. But I think it's probably because in his games, it's it's been just all about action and action and action. But what I like about what we're doing is we're exploring a little bit more of the human like kind or human nature of, of it. So, for instance, my character has never taken a human life. And so what would that be like to actually be in a battle to fight for the first time and actually, you know, take a uh, take a person's life. I mean, would I just be able to go on like most games? We just move on and we are start killing a bunch of other things and beasts. Right. Whereas in, you know, I'm a human being and I've just killed somebody that that should have it. And it does have an impact in the real world to explore that, I think, adds a level of 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 realness to this game mm -hmm. versus any other game that I've played. The other two, basically. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I face that kind of difficulty of having to having to make sure it's action packed to keep my players because I I run a lot of games with my high school teenager friends where if I if I'm not shoving them into a fight, they they get they kind of trail off. They they kind of trail off and lose lose attention. And and a lot of a lot of times I have to be a bit more blunt in those games because they don't pay attention to the small details like we have to in this game, where I'll I'll have to be like, "There's a chest over there. Go get the chest. <laughs> go open go it. Over, go open it. Open it. Come on." Yeah. I digress. Yeah, I, I've really been impressed with the amount of interaction you have between you. My goal as a DM is to set the stage. And maybe give the details as you ask for them. But I, I love it when you all take it and you just have a discussion amongst yourselves. At this point, I haven't started editing episode eight, which is where, uh, I'm sorry, episode nine, whatever. The one where they're on the road to Flintmore, uh, where they, um, they have a discussion about the dream that they had. We've just recorded it. And so I have yet to start editing, chopping at it. But I like the fact that they talked about it. And at this point, we're all kind of nervous about just how long that went. Was it too much? But when you all start taking the story in in your own characters, and I don't have to really do anything. <laughs> I, I think the ideal game would be where I tell you a little bit, and then the rest of the game is you all talking and working through something. Well, it was pretty close on that one. I kept looking <laughs> yeah. at you, hoping you were going to jump in with more information. You just kept smiling and like, yeah, yeah, keep talking. Because like, oh. I was liking the interaction. Yeah. yeah. How about uh, your characters? Have there been any, been any surprises, anything that you weren't expecting from the outset? Um, I'm, st- I'm still kind of in the... I'm still kind of trying... <laughs> trying to sort of lose myself in the character. I think there's a, there's often a little bit too much Meredith in Tira, which I'm still trying to, uh, I'm still trying to kind of get a handle on that. And also still just, I, I'm, I'm still kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not hampered. Something sort of like that. Uh, I feel like maybe I'm holding myself back because of my, ignorance of D&D mechanics. I'm constantly, before I just, Rhett keeps telling me, if you, if you think of something you want to do, just give it a try. Give it, and I'm just, I, I'm still holding myself back by thinking, well, wait a minute, what a dwarf even do that? Or is that something that I, that you can do in D&D? I'm still thinking about it too much, well, I think. I, I know it's a concern you have. And I'll tell you this, basically, once we say something in a game, it's going to become canon for our world. Okay. So, even if that's not the way anyone else does it, this is our game. Okay. We're having fun and this is our world. So even if no dwarf in any other plane of existence <laughs> does this thing, calls her friends guys. Guys. <laughs> uh, then so what? Yeah. This is our world. This that's is true. I mean, that may be one of the many advantages to a homebrew world. We're not running a, an established campaign. So it doesn't necessarily have to be strictly... Printed canon. I mean, if it's if we do it in our own world, it's it's canon for us. Yeah, and that's really one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast to begin with. It's it's actually very liberating. It's a lot of work to come up with the details, the countries, and the languages, and the people, and all these things. Even the names of the lichen that grow, grows on the stone. <laughs> but at the same time, there's there's a sense of freedom, no matter 
what I choose, it's the right thing because I chose it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if we were doing something straight out of the book for Princes of the Apocalypse or one of the existing printed D&D campaigns, they say, yeah, go ahead, do it your way, but... They don't mean it? <laughs> well, there's restrictions nope. because they've already established right. things. So right. I, I feel hampered, I'll use your word, uh, by... I thought a hamper is where you put dirty clothes. It is. <laughs> yes. I feel like like I'm in a pile of dirty clothes <laughs> when I'm trying to alter what's in a printed manual. So. One, one of the things I think is interesting is, again, when you play established campaigns and within the confines of what has already been established by D&D is magic is readily available. Like, and things are readily available. So, like, when you start it and you're a level one wizard, you have the knowledge, you have the understanding, so to speak, of just casting magic. Whereas in with this one, magic doesn't exist. It, it, it left, and it's coming back. And so, for us to cast something is not as straightforward. We're fumbling around with it, which I think is okay because... You know, again, we, we skip over the how did you get there in the other campaigns, whereas mm-hmm. in here you're going to kind of see, okay, well, I, I that was a mistake, and I'm not really sure how to control it. And I think that, again, lands that more in a more realism versus what, what you're, you're yeah. assuming in the other ones. That's been a lot of fun for me to watch develop is you all coming to terms with magic and figuring out just what's going on. Uh, and I've tried to... I'm trying to keep magic tied into the story, to the world. So the whole idea of the music suffusing everything, mm-hmm. the idea that that you have these thematic elements running through everything. I, I like, with the sound effects, I like that I'm using the same piece of music every time you use your stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, it's been fun to find ways to tie mechanics into the story to uh, to keep that as kind of a continuous feel, a piece to it. How about other ways your characters... Oh, sorry, did you have more? Other ways your characters have surprised you? It, it, it's interesting playing Peter because he's, he's, he's definitely one of the magic-devoted classes in D&D, and I'm having to play him as kind of anti-magic because the way he's grown up, the way he's lived, the way that everything that he's learned is about there are the gods... There are. There's only ever been the gods. There was magic, but there is no more magic. And anyone who tells you otherwise is trying to trick you or something. And so having this stone, having these stones, he's still having trouble. Uh, Peter's still having trouble trying to grasp the concept of just the 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 laws of nature are mine to command, essentially. If I want, I could prevent someone from dying yeah and that i like how you've been playing him as this tension between what you know and what you're learning and so i I think you've done a a good job of representing that with him this whole idea of the monotheists and all that yeah well my my, uh, any anyone who knows me knows that i am not an introvert that i am an extrovert (laughs) Um, I like to say what's on my mind. I like to step forward, not because I like the limelight, but just like if I see I need, I want something done, like I'll step forward and say, hey, we need to do this. So playing a character like this is difficult for me because Bash is supposed to be an introvert, quirky, uh, because of the nature of being a hermit and all these other things, which I am not. And so I've sort of struggled myself mm-hmm. in thinking, well, I should say this, but then I say, wait a minute, but but my character wouldn't be that. Mm-hmm. So it, he's sort of different from me in, in that way. 
you know, so that's that's what I kind of struggle with internally. <laughs> it's it's been fun for me to to look back and see how the dynamic between the three of us has evolved since the beginning of the game. You know, it's been a while since Tira and Peter really butted heads like we kind of did at the beginning. <laughs> um, I didn't really seem to. Well, I, not I. Tira wasn't terribly fond of Peter in the beginning. Uh, what was I think, the turning point, do you think? Do you, has there been a turning point? Um, Probably the battle. Uh, I, I was actually going to say maybe even bef- a little before that when we were doing the challenges in the mountain. Uh, what probably more like once once we talked to the stag, and it yeah. seemed like we were once you we realized were, he was special, you stopped looking yeah, at yeah. him as a little kid who was yeah, annoying. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, and I think Rhett even said that in that episode, as as a stag uh, said each of our names, we each kind of felt an awakening, and there just seemed to be a, a fundamental shift in the way we each viewed our role in this adventure and each other's role in our lives. So before I think I've Tira more viewed Peter as an encumbrance. Cause I just wanted to charge in and do whatever. And he was constantly <laughs> insisting on going first or coming with me. And I figured I can do it. And then after the discussion with the stag, when he introduced the whole idea of that, we had this mission to go on. I think she's, feeling more and more that she needs to be, she needs to fit into this, the two of them instead of I can do it myself and you guys stay here and I'll take care of it. Good. Yeah, that sounds good. How about story? Have any moments in the story so far? I know we're only 10 episodes in, but have any moments really stuck out in your mind? I can't wait to find out what that throne room stabbing thing was all about. I'm very excited about that. Okay, so that uh, that cut scene. Yes. I've, There's more coming up. I have a bit of an advantage because Dad and I um, and my sister, we played through a preliminary game beforehand that kind of uh, took place in an earlier time in the same world setting. So it was, it was just our way of just building the world by being in it. So was it the Silmarillion version? That's of right. Basically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. And... So I have, and also I was not originally intended to be in this podcast. Um, it was just when the third guy, um, it, it was unavailable and mm-hmm. dad's dad came to me and said, I know you've wanted to be in this podcast for a long time. And I went, go on. <laughs> <laughs> and? <laughs> and, and so I accept. I've been in, and so it's. It's been a blessing and a curse because I've I've just talking about this I I had really wanted to be a part of this game, but now I can't learn any of the inside stuff and so now my dad is talking to my sister and my sister will just like laugh and look at me evilly. <laughs> and <laughs> but story wise, yeah. have have there been any points that have stuck out in your mind? A lot, but I'm not going to divulge for fear of. Spoilers. Yeah, it's stuff hard that, for him that, to. Okay, that's okay. I see what you're getting at. Yeah, it's hard for him to talk about it without accidentally revealing more of what yeah, he knows yeah. that we don't. So the meaning of the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> no, not the meaning of the eyes. So I, I, I like, for instance, when we were doing the tests, and I'm not sure if they were just tests, but I wondered if those statues 
were some type of a foreshadowing or like a history that had occurred that was yeah. part of this world and maybe the story. And like you said, when the, he very first started to describe them, yeah. I thought, oh, it's those guys from the throne room. But then there were different figures. And I thought, oh, no, it's something else. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then of course, there was that throne room cut thing. Yes. And then and even the, the dream sort of trying yes. to, to tie things together or sew things together, I, I think are, is pretty cool because yeah. it's helping move the story along. Um, yeah, but yeah. So those are the, those are the things that stick. Every out time we me. have one of those, I'm, you guys can't see us, but I'm always kind of sitting here like, yeah, I'm like writing little. things down. Yeah, and- Michael's always over here sketching. He's he's got a little like a baseball diamond <laughs> drawn out for the dream <laughs> sequence, and he's got the map and a tree and all this kind of stuff did drawn you, out. Did you misplace the paper that had the the challenge drawings where you were yeah, drawing do we still out have the, the challenge drawing? I hope you do. That would be fun to put up. I don't have it. I must have. Oh, I must have put nah. it someplace else. Okay. But yeah, during the challenges, I was drawing like uh, on the shield where things were, the yeah. buttons, and all. And that everything other was stuff. wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it was, it was right for me. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad to hear about that. I will say that the statues do have their roots in the history of this world. Oh, okay. I'm sure they do. I know, I'm sure that wasn't random. And just that we don't we'll know leave it, it at that for now. I'm hoping that some of that will be revealed eventually. Let's, let's talk about frustrations. Yes. Podcast, <laughs> your podcast experience and then the frustrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, first of all, I love the podcast. I Good. think this is dope. Like I said, to be able to hear, um, did I just say dope? You did. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, I like being able to hear it after it's recorded, especially mm-hmm. because of all the enhancements that you make to it. But to be able to hear it again as a story, I've always like there for a while I was listening to the old uh, uh, Superman serials that used to play on the yeah, radio. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of that. Obviously, I didn't grow up in the 30s or the 40s when this thing were these things were airing. But I thought it was is interesting when you sit in front of a radio like a television and you just listen to a story versus mm-hmm. watching it. And I think yeah. there's a certain aspect of that that's better than a television or a movie because you're using more of your imagination. It's yeah. just like reading a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you imagine these things versus being visually told this what is to what expect. it is. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's better. So that's what I, I I enjoy about the podcast. Yeah, I just saw on Twitter recently, somebody was posting about he was playing something for his parents. He was introducing them to a very popular actual play podcast. And uh, his dad, after one episode was over, said, you know, this is a lot like listening to radio. And yeah, things, it seems like things, that whole medium is coming, coming back. Things that you cannot pull off in a movie that would look cheesy when you're imagining it, it becomes magnificent amazing yeah. yeah it's it's neat to have that ability yeah so good i'm glad that's that's clicking with you anything else the, the, yeah that's what i like about the podcast mm-hmm. yeah i uh, mean i i like some pretty much all of the same all all of the above already listed except for when you well, forget to hit record, the extensive process it, it it um that's required so that we we can get this equipment all working and recording. There have been several times when we'll be halfway through an episode and then we'll look over and see De- um Dad with his hands over his head, just like staring at his computer oh, no. screen, and we'll be like, "What." I haven't been recording this whole time. Uh, halfway <laughs> so, through nothing. We had one, well, the one 
the first Tira's training day yes. that we did, that Rhett and I did, it was great. Like, I felt good after that. I mean, like, the battle went better for one thing. But not only that, I just felt like my reactions were cooler somehow or whatever. And then all of a sudden he realized it had not recorded. Yeah, that was so an we hour had, long. Yeah, so we had to redo the entire thing. And, of course, it didn't go nearly as well the second time around, and I was getting sick of it. Yeah. But we had one episode that you, it's already aired at this point. Um, that we had to record three times over. Yeah, that was the fifth one where you meet the yeah. where on top of the mountain having to talk through the stag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and one of the ones that the, the battle the the battle that we had in uh, the Arden. the in Arden, I liked the very first one. Now, whereas in the very first one was probably more violent. Yeah, especially with my character, but it was more spontaneous at the sure. time. I had excellent rolls. Yeah, that game I did not get hit once, and and just the the move, it just everything fell into place. We actually did record it, but the problem was is it wasn't divided into four tracks right. um, that, that could be easily edited. So we had to redo it. You know, I think it still wound up being pretty good. I was still dope, but <laughs> at the same time, it, it it didn't have it didn't hit each the spontaneity mark like the factor, first one. Yeah, yeah you and feel plus we like, kind of knew what was already going on, right? And you feel like you have to remember what did I do last time, and remember to say that one line that I said last time because it really worked well in this situation. Now the DM so, tried to change a couple things to right, make it a little bit more fresh, right. which I do appreciate because there were some areas that were changed and that helped a little bit. Mm-hmm. But by that time, we had already that was the second time we had to re- redo something. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't know about the mechanics of this podcast it isn't just simply you plug in some microphones into your computer and press record there's a lot that goes behind it um, we have a you know, checklist yeah yes. yeah we have a checklist because yeah he's got to set up a new session it's got to be you know into four different tracks because of the way he wants to edit it which i think is by far the best way to do it yeah um but you need to make sure that you get those things in order so anybody else interested in doing this it, it it's going to take it's some time getting a, used it's to it's a bit of a time investment yeah yeah, yeah. any other uh Surprises during the podcast experience, things that you like, things that you don't like about it. Podcast hard to record. <laughs> wow. I, I, the, um, I don't like traffic. And how, what does that do with the podcast? Well, sometimes, <laughs> I mean, we don't live necessarily close to each other. Yeah. So getting here on some, sometimes is like ridiculous, yeah. redonkulous. Is that's mm-hmm. how bad it is. And um, but once here, the podcast is great. But it's yeah. just interesting getting together. Sometimes yeah. is kind of is kind of yeah. for me anyway. Has been yeah. kind of three of us live in the same house, right, obviously, right, and right. then one lives elsewhere. So we've tried to go back and forth. But, but and it even makes that sense, doesn't yeah, work it, it very well. It makes sense sometimes. for me to make the trek. It's just what I'm saying is like that's been. There's been a couple of times I've come here where the traffic yeah. is ridiculous, yeah. and uh, yeah. it's just kind of like Eesh. DC area. Yeah, yeah. love boop, it. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you a couple things that I've enjoyed, a couple things I don't enjoy about the podcast experience. Obviously, it's a lot of work. So not only am I coming up with the game material uh, and setting up the sound equipment and everything, but I'm also doing the post-processing, the editing, the adding the sound effects. It's it's a time investment. And so that kind of wears on me a little bit sometimes, especially uh, recently with travel and all sorts of things. So. Mm-hmm. Please be patient with me. <laughs> also, number two that I'm, I'm not crazy about with the podcast experience so far is our room. We are in yeah. our kitchen, yeah. which has a tile floor, and it opens. Well, we're at the dining room table, and it opens into the kitchen. So it's an expanded room with tile surfaces, wood surfaces, and it's not ideal. So 
If you've stuck with us this long, we appreciate your patience with the sound quality. It's not terrible. In fact, sometimes I think Critical Role started out bad audio on purpose to make us feel better as small podcasters. <laughs> but I, I will say that hopefully over time, we'll be able to improve the sound quality and make this more enjoyable to listen to. It's, it's, there's a tinniness to the finished product that I'm not crazy about. But those things aside... I've really enjoyed seeing people starting to follow our story. I've really enjoyed seeing our map light up in our our admin account for the podcast. Uh, we have behind the scenes, we have the ability to see where our downloads are coming from. We, we have some international, Canada, UK, Ireland, and Sweden in reverse order. So lowest is Canada. It's just been a lot of fun to see the downloads coming in. As of this recording, we're up to 600 downloads, which is impressive to me. I, I'm hoping that we'll hit a thousand soon. We'll see. But all we can do is just keep on pressing on with this. My, my thought from the beginning was we may not be the biggest podcast out there, but I'll tell you, if we just keep coming week after week and continue to interact like you have as players, as characters, and we just continue to push episodes out there. Eventually people are going to find out about us and start listening. So that's, it's encouraging to see that we already have several people who are latching onto the story. And yeah. Not to mention we're playing a game. So that's, that's the other I mean, point. Yeah. So. yeah. Get together game time. Eating. Right. Yeah. Having fun, laughing, growing together. Oh, that's the other frustration. We can't eat and record at the same time. Our DM won't <laughs> let us drink or eat because he doesn't want those... <laughs> popping sounds and everything else while during the recording. So whereas in, in the other games I've played where it's, we're not recording, we're like <laughs> spitting spitting chips and pretzels <laughs> and brownie mix and everything else all over the place, drinking yeah. cokes and root beers and all that other stuff. That's cool. Yeah. But we're we're like absentee on the foodism and the drinkism during recording. Tell you what, Ooh. one of these times We'll have a big feast and we'll actually simulate it by actually We'll eating. actually <laughs> feast while we're recording. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts, any other things in this introspective before we close it up? Nah, nah. We're, I'm enjoying it. Okay, good. Well, I'm so glad to hear it. Uh, it's good to see the reactions on your faces as we're going through the story. And uh, I, I will say, if, you're, if you have anything to add, anything you want to share with us as listeners to this story, feel free to share it with us on Twitter at Stack of Dice. And also we have the email account stack.o.dice at gmail.com. We just love to hear from you. So if you have any thoughts to share, any encouragement to give, we sure could use it. And we'll see you again during our next episode of Stack of Dice.